Welcome, and thanks for listening. Here at Oddcast, we are very grateful to live and record in the beautiful Pacific Northwest on the current ancestral and unceded lands of the Musqueam, Tsleil-Waututh, and Squamish people. With no further ado, let's get monster mashing. Welcome to Only Wizards in the Dungeon podcast and our first campaign, Monster Mash. This is a TTRPG podcast about four monsters trying to survive in a fantasy world filled with the most deadly thing in all of TTRPGs, adventurers. My name is Salinas and I play Nyx and let's go around and ask everyone's fun fact for the day. Um, Let's start with Will. (laughs) Hi. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So my fun fact for the day is I recently went on vacation and got sunburned because, you know, who needs sunscreen? It's for the week. <laughs> and when I came back, you know, my skin started to shed, obviously. And, you know, I just like looked at this, you know, shedding skin at some point in my arm and I was like, hmm, it looks pretty tasty. I don't know. Let me just try it. So then I kind of like peeled off that little bit and ate it. And my roommates looked at me and were like, what the fuck did you just do? I'm like, well, I don't know. And like, you actually, kinda, yeah, I was like, it didn't, it just tastes like, I don't know, nothing really. And I was like, like mm, protein. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's just like clean skin because I showered like right yeah. before that. I was like, you know, why not? Oh, my God. Oh my <laughs> you God. do know that you're gold member, right? Like that's, yeah, gold member. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's what he does. Member. You put it in a What's little a box. Member? A little, little skin. Austin Wait. Powers. <laughs> Sorry? Austin Powers, the movie? No, I haven't seen that. There's okay. a villain and he has a little box yes. of his skin flakes and he puts them there and he eats them. <laughs> yeah, he saves them for later. So he'll put it in the skin box. And if he's like, oh no, it's so good. Save me from myself. He oh does the whole, he closes in the box. Oh my God. Well, I guess, he's, yeah, that's me. I don't know what to tell you. Wow. And they're big flakes. (laughs) How big was the flake? Can we, like, how big? I actually took a picture of it. Potato chip size? Well, mm, less. It's like a half a potato chip size. Oh, Oh my God. (laughs) And Selena has died. Okay, listen. (laughs) I like how you were telling that. You're like, and then my roommates judged me. (laughs) I don't mind being judged. Like, do I look like a person who cares? Clearly not. You just shared this with me. Here, I have a picture of it. I'll show no! you. <laughs> yes. Yes. I will. I no, yes. Um, it's too late. Have you have you done it again since? <laughs> That's a good question. I have done it again in that night, but not after that. Because <laughs> what? Why did you went back for more. Why? Just, no, because when my roommates were horrified, I was like, "Look, guys, you know," and I just wanted to fuck with them. So you know, like, there yeah, here. Oh! <laughs> let's see. Let's see. Here, yeah. I'll be a I'll be a scientist here. You, I won't react like, like that. I'll be the judge. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I'll show you guys later. I'll show you later. I no, sort of saw it. No, I sort of saw it. Looks like rice paper. It yeah. does. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's a- like you know that like pig skin thingy. No, not pig skin. Pork rice. Pork rice. No, it's like those pork. Pork yeah. rice. Pork yeah. Rice. Yeah. No. Yeah. Yes. Protein and fiber. I don't uh, know. This started with the bad decision of you not wearing sunscreen. Uh, <laughs> what's that knock at the door? <laughs> Is that the fence? <laughs> Open up. Yeah, no. I, okay, you guys are all like really like uh, you know like kind of like d- disturbed, but I don't see an issue. I genuinely do not see an issue with the skin thing. It's I'm like, fine. why you not? Can, you can do what you want if it's, you want to eat your 
yeah it, it's as accepted as acceptable as i would say eating your own boogers which i don't do and i know that people do do that yeah. so, so like yeah. you're right there's but nothing to, legally wrong here to me, eating boogers is not great well because it's like you know you have a lot of bacteria and other stuff that gets clogged up in boogers quote unquote and then mm. you eat them right is that the only reason you're not boogers. eating your boogers <laughs> like, i'm getting legitimately sick i guess <laughs> i don't know let's, let's keep this going okay. <laughs> but the skin part is like i just wash myself my skin is clearly like washed and clean i don't know like yeah no it's no different than eating a placenta yeah it's just as nutrition okay after this harrowing fun fact let's move on <laughs> let's move on to gray <laughs> uh well we were speaking of vomit or, or the potential for vomit um you know the story you know what i'm gonna tell maybe what is it does it involve go ahead try uh well does it involve a bed and and uh the fireball <laughs> no okay no. No. Well, a different a story. Whole... i want that story oh, that, well, i'll tell that one another time because that one's yeah that one i need to uh, that's like deep in the recesses of my subconscious like i, I can't really pull that up on a whim um but oh that's why i hate cinnamon. yeah okay um <laughs> cinnamon flavored things and i was a dentine fire guy but um no i i was uh i was in a tv show as a child and the, i was playing a young kid named maddie who um was I guess like not feeling well? Was having a little sick day at home with his with his single mom, and um, <laughs> and his uh, my mom's like love interest on the show uh, was coming over like you know to see her. They hadn't seen each other in a while, but also to like you know as a reason to come over, bring me popsicles. Hey, I heard your son was sick, etc. And my character answers the door, and then in like the short five second interaction, immediately pukes onto said you know love interest all over his suit and everything and um of course like i can't puke on demand i'm not that talented <laughs> <laughs> so we had you know the way that they achieved this is literally with a uh, a, a vomit technician on site yeah. mixing different solutions together some peas and bacon bits and some t you know chicken noodle soup and all sorts of crap that like a kid would who's sick would be eating throwing it into an air cannon like literally with a plunger and then sitting next to me like 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 nestled right underneath my armpit with a fucking projectile potato cannon like proboscis yeah. to spit so much soup on this guy's <laughs> body and face and into his mouth and just tear the amount of takes we took with this was way too much for the fact that it was it was nearly cut from the show. Like it was like <laughs> half a second of content and we were there late at night. And of course you're a kid, you gotta be, yeah. you know, they can only have you on set for so long. They're like, how many more times can we do vomit with this kid before we has got to go back home and go to sleep? And they're like, we got two more takes left. And I remember, I remember <laughs> we have like a couple of lines, he vomits, I mean, I vomit. And then it's his reaction. And then it back to me, we had the angle of, from my angle. And I just, I somehow, between the hours we've been on set, I got the worst hiccups. Yeah. And I was just hiccuping, hiccuping. And they were like, I can't hiccup during the scene. Like, I, you know, let's, we have one more take. And no joke, like the last one, hugest, most projectile vomit that we've done. It gets all over him. His reaction's perfect. And I can't contain the hiccup. And it's like a. <laughs> Kind of thing on screen, and they used that one in the in the yeah. show. That it take. looked good. So the hiccup, yeah, it looked good. It was like a little like after hiccup after my 
fucking projectile vomit. I remember this. Yes. Yeah. Because my mom had to be there on the set as well the whole time. As a pan guardian. Yeah. 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 It, was, it, was, it was great. It was great. It was like my little like method, you know, acting in there. I was like not feeling great, so I threw a little hiccup <laughs> in there. Prepared. You knew. You knew what you were doing. That entire story about vomit was less gross. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, now we know. Yeah, I didn't eat anybody's skin. I didn't do anything like well, that. Well, good for you. Yeah. I, like, I wouldn't eat your skin either. <gasps> Brutal. <laughs> what an insult. What an insult. <laughs> and Get your wrecked. your fun fact better be about some sort of bodily no, function. No, I'm genuinely getting sick oh, listening I'm to sorry. this. No. <laughs> even the even the bacon bit one? No, no, it's fine. It's all fine. Let's see. Hi Andy. I play uh Linafel. And let's see, my fun fact this week we've talked about it before. It's about just me baking bread. I really like baking bread. But the fun fact with it is I keep trying to do like weird flavors for bread. So like this week, you know what? That would be for this week's trial. Oh. No, um, God, the other day I made like a soy sauce bread. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, like soy, I use soy sauce, I use oyster sauce. This goes back to our level of like, what is scratch? Do you make the soy sauce, sauce, for, soy sauce from scratch <laughs> by fermenting it for months in your refrigerator? You know, I, I did not. I literally just went and bought like cheap. Dark disappointment. I know. I know. You've shamed. He made his meal from scratch. <laughs> sun, sun baked from scratch. Everything. Every part of it was from scratch. Step one: Don't wear sunscreen. Oh my god. Step two: Wait a few weeks. But yeah, no. Just I enjoy baking bread. That's my fun fact. I like doing weird ones. I did a curry loaf. That's great. Ooh, Problem what is, what a weirdo. Right. Mm -hmm. Fucking weirdo eating bread. What year is this? Kinda fucked up, man. I'm oh, sorry. I don't mean to make you all ill. <laughs> yes. Moving on to our monster masher. Cap. Hello, I am the monster masher, um, and I'm here uh, to, for my fun fact, to provide uh, a D and D fact because I was like, oh, I, I actually came up with this one, uh, and I will share this. My favorite D and D monster of all time is a monster called the Flump, and the Flump is my favorite ever D and D monster because it is one of the most useless, but also most enjoyable creatures to ever be gracing the page of the monster manual. A flump it's is a real, a, it's a real creature. It's a real creature. Oh, wow. A flump is a, uh, a typo. Uh, it's a typo. It's a celestial being who is like a jellyfish, except it has a mouth, like a full mouth on its face. And it is, um, really, really bad at doing anything. If it, <laughs> fil if it flips upside down, it can't write itself. It literally is stuck. So it's like a turtle, but has no way to do anything. It just floats in the air. And the earlier versions of it had a ability, had a like requirement saying that if they ever got within 60 feet of a evil creature, they had to flee. Like they were just like, no, no. Ah! And then they flutter out of the way, but they're <laughs> useless. They have one attack, which hits with like a plus three bonus. And it does like 1d8 acid damage and it's them regurgitating on people because that's their only defense mechanism it's like and a that's, sea cucumber yeah that's all they have though they're useless and they're just like floating around and they're very like stupid and i always wanted to at one point somehow play a flump in a game yeah like if i could be a flump but a wizard but then i was like but i have to run away from everything that's evil so i can't be a flump because i yeah. have to literally be like oh no you stole something ah <laughs> you gotta run away. I just looked them up. They, They're so cute. Yeah, they are kind of cute. And then you might have mentioned it. Did you mention that they, depending what color they are, 
is what emotion they're feeling. Yeah, they also are like, oh, I feel a different thing, and then I look a different color. They also project like their emotion. They 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 <laughs> yes, no, like this really is funny. A... They can't hide anything. No, they they don't lie because oh, yeah, they're yeah. celestial. They can't lie. They can't like do kind anything look, wrong. Yeah, looks a little prehistoric, kind of like um. Yeah. Yeah, crustacean. What is that? Is it tentacles? Yeah, they got little tentacles yeah. that like have little bars. They're like an anemone. Yeah. Almost see see an anemone. That's, yeah, that's a great word to say on a podcast. <laughs> anemone. But if they fall upside down, they are like an anemone, but they're useless. They can't get up. They just get stuck there and are functionally dead at that point in the water. That's my fun fact. So everyone, uh, use flumps in your games because they're stupid and I love them. And also, um, if you want to somehow, if someone ever comments... Uh, on our podcast about uh, how they made a flump character workable. Uh, please let me know. Right, I want right. to know how you can be a flump. Right. We should all incorporate flumps more. Yes, I may well, incorporate flumps. What if you just retcon that they, you know, run away from anything evil? Yeah, but then they're like, I guess they're badass flumps. Like they've like... always been there, is what you're saying? Like, there's always flumps in every scenario, but they always run away. So they're, they're never seen. They're in the background, but no one ever knows because they keep leaving the scene. Yeah. <laughs> Ridiculous. Like, you know that scene in, like, any blockbuster movie where, like, a person walks away from, like, a car and it blows up or whatever, yeah, yeah. you know, it's Flump just, like, yeah. running away. <laughs> from the Flump's perspective. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We should put, like, action cams or, like, GoPros on a, on, a, on Flump's. <laughs> just to, you know, to like, really understand the, the, what that goes through a Flump's mind. Yeah, yeah. Why, where do they go? Why are they always, it's like, the small, just out of sight? The smallest loud noise. And it's, like, a fucking adventure it's like yeah. that new that new ari astra film with uh joaquin phoenix yeah the, like where he's just trying it, um what is it called something is afraid or whatever like he's yeah. like trying to get to his parents house his yeah. mom's house and it's like a, it's like a arthurian epic like he's like walking out the door he's fighting dragons it's like don quixote but he's just trying to make it to his mom's house this is what i want to see i want to see a flump flump action action uh, story like that but we oh wait sorry back to selena <laughs> Um, my fun fact is I won a game of, how would you call it? Social bingo? Yeah, I'll call it socializing, like Ca introduction bingo. social bingo, yeah. Yeah, like social, so we were at a party yesterday, um, and it was a birthday party, and there was a lot of people there, and so someone actually came up with this really cool version of bingo, where every single square is like, you have to find a different person who can fulfill that squares for example like true crime fan or um can name five adele songs without reference which was hilarious because so many people were like yeah i can do that and they'd get on like three and they'd be like shit yeah. <laughs> so it was a lot of fun but me and this other friend got really competitive and when we started playing this game there's 25 squares but there were only 19 people at the party at that time so we exhausted everyone in the room we can't use the same name twice so what we basically do is anytime a new person came in we would like jump them we'd be like hi my name's selenus do you believe in astrology yeah or hi my name is selenus um are you a taylor swift fan like just to see if they would fulfill our boxes and then after like just uh probably terrorizing a whole bunch of new people as they arrive to this part arrive to this party um i finished bingo i run up to the i guess unofficial game master of the party um and like she's just trying to get snacks at the like snack table. Like she's just like putting chips on a plate kind of thing. And I'm like, I finished. I cast this in now. Yeah, exactly. And she's like, Oh, you did. You're you're the first yeah. one. Congratulations. I'm like, what did I win? And she goes, I was gonna bring candy, but I forgot. And 
fair but oh like also God. there was so much food at the table that i'm like <laughs> candy wouldn't have done much and then so um at this moment i'm just like could you on my bingo sheet write that i won and then sign your name as the unofficial game master and she was like of course so i got at the very bottom of yeah, my yeah. sheet it's an artifact at the very bottom of my sheet bingo champion bingo champion number one nice signed by nelly this yeah. is going on my fridge in this Nelly, is this is this like the Nelly? It's, you know, yeah, like the the like R and B, yeah, yeah, or or Nelly Furtado, yeah, 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 Nelly Furtado. And um, so I'm I'm very very proud of it, and that's what I wanted to share with everyone today. Congratulations on your success. I think the most satisfying part was in, when um, the friend I was competing with rolled up thirty seconds later, also hound, hounding Nelly at the food table being like, I finished. And she's like, you're second. And he was just like, no, that was very satisfying. Yeah, no, that I'm, was a little bit my prize. I, watched, was better than yeah, I watched that happen. And I don't, I might've been talking to you, Kev. And I was just like, I was just like, Jesus, <laughs> 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 I took this really seriously. Yeah. It was very impressive. Well, I guess I should now do the recap uh, for our campaign. Uh, so last session was relatively straightforward. Gibbles donning the now uh, incredibly powerful magical item, the Daphne outfit, which is, I guess, what we'll be calling it from now on, <laughs> uh, seduced the bartender of the bar of the Starsea Brew Hall, a Taylor Cinders, allowing Nyx to steal some items from below in the storage room of some fuzzly balls, which were later revealed to be a form of fungus that Dr. Al finds delicious. You were given information on where to go and speak to the Abisi in the city's temple and administration district. So where the schools, wizards, and also the other sort of priests manage the city itself. And you went there after leaving with Taylor Cinders a deer that was created via the bag of tricks. Arriving at the city hall slash temple of the city, the main sort of temple complex and, and city hall. You gave them the name of Quick Pause and were allowed to see the Abisi quite quickly. When speaking to the Abisi, you were given some information about the heist that Fuzzly Muffins was planning. There were going to be two parties, one unofficial and one official, near the battleship at the Astral Port near the Pillars of Starlight in the city the next evening. And if you attended, you would need to acquire two different keys. One was a key for the warehouse structure, which would be at the crew party and social gathering. And one was a second key that the envoy or somebody in the Githyanki Astral Empire party would have to let you access the goods. Uh, so the crates, basically, where the cell blocks, which are plasmoid cell blocks, which are the soft Gundam parts, are located. The ABC gave you all... Uh, the opportunity to choose, and you could choose at a later time as well, if you wanted to be catering or if you wanted to be an envoy. And you then decided that you would split the party, having two of you attend the political party and two of you attend the informal crew gathering to acquire the two different keys necessary. After the ABC gave you the information about the two parties, an individual came into the room and informed the ABC that a person had been murdered in the merchant's district, specifically a bookseller at a rare book and scroll shop. You proceeded to leave the building to go and check out this murder while the ABC started to deal with, with administration around the murder and, and organizing uh, a group of people to go and check it. 
and you arrive there first, seeing a deer, the deer that was given to Taylor Sanders to talk to, leap into the astral plane with a single tear on its face. <laughs> you arrived at the crime scene, passing the body of the bookseller who had been killed, who had a vicious looking strike that had almost cut them in two from the shoulder to the groin, but they were on a stretcher and being carried away by what looked like guards from the city. And you then proceeded to have Linafel and Nyx pretend to be guards and walk towards the crime scene and enter the shop. Upon entering the building, you saw Varix Quinn, a member of the Mighty Monster Slayers, and a Githyanki who was attending the welcoming ceremony for the Astral Empire, but does not have Astral Empire gear or uh, equipment on. And you saw school. that... Sorry? He's old school. He's old school. Or he's um, maybe not on the best of terms with the Astral Empire. He had blood on his sword, and he told you to watch the crime scene while he went out to meet with someone, because you told him that someone was out there to speak to him and wanted to see him. You are now left in the bookshop. So Nix and Linafel, who are two guards in this bookshop, blood splattered everywhere, books taken off the shelves and kind of damaged or they've been covered in blood and and trampled on and what do you do we're all in here now right only two of you are because gibbles and dr al can't disguise themselves so they're having yeah. to stay a distance away at the sort of cordon where the guards are keeping people from going they won't let closer. us past okay. is, it, is it is it actually uh taped off or blocked off well, it looks like the or entries, is it just them standing there yeah like the paths to it so all the roads and any exit entrance that are obvious has been blocked off by guards uh not by like tape but essentially obstacles and uh, in the way they've also i will just say they've cut off probably about 30 feet maybe further from the shop they've cut off a, a large section so it's really hard for people to see what's even happened or get really close uh nix do you have any idea what to look for uh clear they're looking for a book i don't know why he was murdered but uh is yeah. there any do you want to look for any books that might i don't know i'm yeah. not a big book person <laughs> not a voracious reader <laughs> <laughs> i like leaves and animals <laughs> yeah i i do I do different things. <laughs> I, I, I have friends. <laughs> I have sisters. Yeah, we do makeup and have and talk about girls. We don't, but <laughs> um, yeah, I'll. Do you want to leave the? Ch Just tell me what to help you look for, and then I'll help. Um, one of th something that would look like Nevermore's book, I would say. Okay, let's do a quick look. We don't have long investigation checks for both of you. Uh, can I just say I'm helping? Yes, you her, can give or I'm the helping help actions. So yeah, Nyx has advantage because I imagine character-wise, it makes more sense. Yes. Also, Nix has an easier time finding something than you do. Yeah, unless it's flowers to press, <laughs> flowers or like a gossip girl. Uh, or a, what is a the, nice a nice champagne? What does uh, the help action do? I, you, you get advantage. advantage. The roll twice. My highest roll is a nine. Okay, that would have been better than mine. That's. Fine. Did you use your coven mark yet? Uh, did you no. use it in the fight? I you don't can think use you it. Yeah. Yes. And also, I could technically inspire you. True. I'll. I'll uns I guess I'll inspire you quick. Like after um. you just roasted me for reading books. <laughs> <laughs> you're you're a big fucking nerd, but you got you know what? this. Maybe that was unsettling words. So. <laughs> no, um, I know you'll be able to find what you want. You're good at when you need to find something, and I'm assuming with books, you're gonna do quite well. 
That is my inspiration I'm, to you. I'm imagining you like pulling up a Fantastic. chair and starting doing your nails, being like, you got this. You can find it. Like, <laughs> You're doing great. Yeah. Looking at the nails and not at the, anywhere yeah. else in the room. I'm, I'm just like kind of, I'm still disguised as a dark guarded. Oh, I can't have my loot out. Uh, yeah, so I guess I'll just loosely inspire you too. So that's going to be, it was a five. So five more. So nine plus five. So 14. 14. Yeah. And if you'd like to just coven, you can, but that should be enough to get you what you're looking for. Sure. I'll, I'll... Is the scenario, is the entire room covered in blood still? Like, is it, it looks like the person was trying to get away because they're going towards like a back area. There's a door in the sort of back right corner behind a bunch of bookshelves mm -hmm. where they would, you know, obviously have books for sale. They're just kind of stored there. And it looks like it goes into an area of the building to live in. So like a living space behind and the blood is splattered in such a way that it looks like the person was cut from the back and it sprayed outwards as they like collapsed forward. So one side is very bloody, especially because he yeah. got cut almost fully in half, which yeah. caused a right, huge right. spray of blood. Yes, thank you for giving your uh, Dexter blood spatter analyst. Yeah. <laughs> Dexter, it's all this way. Yes, yeah. Uh, but you can see that they were running. For Nyx, who got a 14, you see icons. Icons of doppelganger code. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> so doppelganger code for the listeners is basically um i guess the best way to think about it is culturally significant warning labels <laughs> is, it, is it kind of like thieves can't it's like thieves can't but um very symbol based versus uh, a writing system so different symbols denote different things and can basically give a, a key for bit of information to a doppelganger who's traveling so they know that this place is okay to be a doppelganger in this place is not okay this has this for sale or something we would need or maybe shows affiliation as the person being a doppelganger now the person who died wasn't a doppelganger because you saw their body as they left and as, as they were taken out on the stretcher but you do see on a very accessible and easy to locate pillar or or wood space next to the door a series of three symbols that look to everyone else like just knots of wood or like they you know they're very hidden you wouldn't notice them unless you were looking for them right away the first symbol is safety and you know this symbol it means that this is a place where doppelgangers can be safe they won't be targeted they won't be attacked whoever owns this place knows doppelgangers exist and are perfectly fine with them despite the current situation despite, yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah that, that, that despite the, the, the other extra levels otherwise. of blood indicates safety but <laughs> not for safety looks around and is like okay <laughs> <laughs> this is weird that's a fucking lie <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. the second symbol you see is merchant so this means that this person can sell things to doppelgangers who may want to buy objects and this is the same symbol your parents had on their also traveling carts you're like okay another bookseller maybe this is someone that would have been a part of this connection or network you know i'm i'm really glad that you clarified that it was like selling specific goods to doppelgangers because if the first thing was safety <laughs> covered in blood second thing is merchant i'm like yeah there's no shit this is a bookstore <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> like, whoever's writing these symbols is wasting their time and mine no yes. but okay cool so they they're okay with selling uh goods to doppelgangers yeah okay very interesting and then the third symbol you see is one you haven't seen before the merchant symbol does not have a book in it this one just has what looks like a book and some sort of book symbol on it and you're like i've not seen that symbol but that is also discernible from the others you also go around and i assume check other parts of the room so you can kind of follow around and check the bookshelves and then come around to the back in case there's any books under the front desk where the person would be 
selling things from. And as you're looking under the wood and trying to find places or other sort of locations that could have a symbol, I would like you to use your cup and mark because you need just a little more to notice this one thing. So we'll say you've used your cup and mark. That's that's D4, right? Yeah, yeah. D4. Uh, I got two more points. That's enough. You see another symbol. This is a symbol that means latch or button. Oh, interesting. I poke it. It inlays and you realize this little thing that looks like a knot of wood triggers a series of mechanical devices or, or mechanisms in the building. The first mechanism that you hear unlatch and open is a floorboard that is at behind the front desk that unlatches, opens, and reveals a cache of hidden letters and a book. The other thing that, Linnefell, you hear, because you're kind of looking through the rest of the building yeah. at this time, is a wooden panel latch open, like a clink, as you look through the doorway that would enter the rest of the building where the living space is, you see that a side of the wall there is actually a hidden door that lets them go into the alleyway in case they needed to run away. Okay. So it, it appears to be now unlocked and unlatched. Because uh, I know we don't have a lot of time. Uh, Nyx, we have to hurry. Uh, you, whatever all, you did, I grab I grab the book and I grab the, um, the notes. And then can I reset it? Like, can I close it? You take the items out of the alcove and the weight difference causes the alcove to close back up. So the mechanism goes and then the floorboard covers it. The secret door that lets someone run out into the alleyway that is past the entrance into the back of the building is still open and ajar. But before you can run out, you hear a voice you haven't heard in a long time. Mariposa. A voice that you haven't heard in a long time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, who walks in and goes, Varix, Varix, what is... Are we, what's going on here? What? And you see Varric's kind of frustratingly kind of goes, I don't know. You, someone told me that I need to meet someone, you two, and points at you, both of you as guards and says, I was supposed to meet, this is who is here, right? They, they told me I was supposed to meet you. And then Mariposa says, oh, okay, uh, fine, fine. It's just weird. So sorry. And you see that they look directly where the symbols of the doppelgangers, like symbols are. They look like they read them, like they know they're there. They walk around and start looking around and they point at both of you and say, um, you two just uh, maybe stand uh, at the entrance. We don't want anyone coming in. Uh, and I assume you just sort of go yeah, to yeah. the door. Uh, <laughs> do you, uh, do you want us in, in the shop, sir, or out of the shop? I don't fucking care. Just go to inside the shop. I don't. Varix, what the fuck? You're the one who's paying them off. And then Varix kind of goes, um, yeah, uh, stay inside so that, you know, we've got people outside anyways. Just keep an eye out here. Um, and he starts looking around the room, whereas Mariposa starts to look through the spaces and seemingly looking for something in particular. You know, he's just like so out of place. Yeah. I just feel like me, I like, like Lena was just looking at Nick, me like, like mouthing like, what? What's going on out there? <laughs> wow, it looks like they need our help. And then I go outside. Well, you can, but then you can't hear what they're saying. That's yeah. fine. They're going to kill me and I have a book. <laughs> there. So, Linda Fell, do you want to stay inside? Well, they uh, yeah, first. I guess I'll stay in because um, they're, they're not paying attention. Yeah, to they're you. not they paying attention. Yeah. yeah, that's perfect. We can leave. <laughs> I kind of want to hear what they're going to say. You see that Mariposa goes directly around as you start to go out, goes directly to where you were, sees the again, the symbol is obviously able to read doppelganger symbols, which is very disconcerting. Presses the same button. And I leave. And I go out. <laughs> yeah, I guess at that point I'll leave too. You see that as this opens and you're kind of angling around, she kind of goes, 
did you kill them fast enough, Varex? <laughs> Are you getting a little bit old and slow? And then Varex kind of goes, no, I did. I killed him right there. It was fast. It, maybe they took it out already. And you see, they just start conversing. They just think that, you know, why would you know where this is? So they're, they're now conversing in a, with oh. some degree of, they're keeping some things obviously hidden, but they're otherwise basically just having conversation. Yeah, um, then, I, then I guess I can stay in. Yeah, they just are looking around. Mariposa goes, ah, another dead end. This is ridiculous. Mariposa stands up, kind of sighs. Wow, well, uh, you, I come all the way here because you kill one of them. And I'm so sorry, looks at you two and says, we're dealing with a very dangerous group of individuals. They're, they're awful. Secret society, cult thing, you know, cabals. It's, don't worry. Um, Have I like opened the door and closed it twice now? <laughs> no, to... out, but looks at. Yeah, looks at I can. Phone. I can stay in. It's yeah. fine. Yeah, I. I imagine like what happened is I opened the door. I like leave, but then like Linafel refuses to leave, so I'm kind of like I'm on the other side of the door, like yeah. with it ready to. You like, can hear yeah. a little of the conversation as you're on both sides of this sort of entrance. Yeah. Now you see Mariposa gets up on the the desk and looks at Varix and says. You know, I come all the way here because Greyfax is dealing with all those, you know, stupid fucking hags over in the South. And I am come all the way here to find this thing because you say that they possibly you found a member and we may have and we helped you get that book already. Like for the astral, they're going to help us. Right. And then Varric says, of course they are. I mean, look, once I get my position back and I'm now in charge of a military, we'll be fine. I'll be able to use that to help us with whatever you're dealing with. I don't it's fine. Just remember that we're all in this together. And you see that Mariposa sighs and it's like, Ugh, whatever, fine, fine. I, you know, I just do, do a lot and I just would like to be represented here. And you see kind of playing with their butterfly wing dress and looking frustrated. Varix looks around, sees the exit, the secret door that leads out. And Varix goes, oh, I think I figured out what happened. Okay. He must've had some like child or some shit that I didn't see to kill first. And they went out this way. And you see Mariposa goes, oh, not, not you would never do that, right? As you, they know there's guards here. And he goes, oh, yeah, sorry. I, I'm an honest member of whatever. Um, <laughs> uh, and Mariposa goes, it's fine. Don't worry. Um, well, just make sure that the shipment goes off fine. I have to go and probably check on Greyfax and Ambrose and whatever they're doing. Um, did you get a message from Ambrose? Uh, and Varric says, no, not yet. They're chasing that weird redhead and they're floozy or something. Um, they'll find them eventually. Mariposa sighs and goes, it's so hard to deal with people who are like not helpful. Especially when I help Greyfax find those two random doppelgangers and I get them to squeal and then I don't get, this is ridiculous. You know what? I'm going to go get a drink and you can go and deal with this part because you're doing it. Just remember that we are on a time crunch here we only have so much time uh so whatever deal with the rest of the gods i will uh partake in some beverages and you see walks out of the building so mariposa just leaves and varix kind of swears uh looks at the guard that's here which is the notifone goes what are you looking at go and just kind of angrily after this interaction of mariposa being quite obviously difficult now looking around to see if he can find anyone else in the building because they're looking for someone else. And Mariposa yells at some other guards and says, uh, expand the search perimeter. Uh, Varric says that they may have gone this way and points down the alleyway as some guards now travel that direction. But you are otherwise unaccosted because they then, again, think you're just regular Starfall guards. Okay. Um, yeah, then I guess I'll leave and I'll like point to next, like, all right, we're going. Uh, and then try to meet up back with Dr. 
Al yeah. and yeah. Gibbles. And if we find a quiet alley somewhere, yeah, you I'll, can find a quiet alley. Yeah, I'll just ch- disguise self. Yeah. Yeah. And I'll change into a goblin form. And um, I pull out the book first. So the book that you see has a latch, it seems to have a little lock on it. And you immediately recognize this is a book that your parents had. They never let you read it, but they had it. It depicts a woman with a sort of pointed hat and a book on top of the book, so sort of in front of them, open as if the pages are turning without anyone touching them, and they are holding their hands outstretched as if the book is floating in front of their space. And you see this sort of feminine-looking figure with long flowing hair and a pointed hat with a wide brim. I guess I kind of like look at everyone and, and I... Wait, but everyone, you mean just you and... Yeah, right no, now, I thought we all went... You all went, uh, they left and then met with you again. Wait, hold to on, because I have alley. something to say, all right? Okay, I have so something you, to say. You, they, you meet with them, <laughs> they bring you into an alley. What do you no, say? No, no, yeah, no, more like, you are like, where are they? You know, where's Mr. Al and Gibbles? Meanwhile, <laughs> montage of me and Mr. Al, Dr. Al, whatever Al, Weird Al... Uh, being pretty much season three Stranger Things uh, material <laughs> girls, just being like we're material girls, doing some shopping, <laughs> getting our nails done, getting a little like snow cone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> like I'm still walking with those like little cucumbers, like in my like on top of my eyes, you know, after getting like a facial. You know, <laughs> like you're walking around blinded by cucumbers right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little no, like Doctor is literally holding my hand because I don't know where I'm going. You know, I need those 30 minutes to pass for my eyes to get the nutritional value and the beauty, okay? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then we meet up with you. Wouldn't fibers, wouldn't huh? cucumbers be... Um, I don't fucking know. They cause you allergies because you said you're allergic to fiber and there's a lot of fiber in cucumbers. Right. Wait, ice. Yeah. I did say that. Yeah, yeah goblins are allergic to fiber. So you show us on and fire. Your eyes are swelling. I'm like, just thirty more minutes and it'll be fine. <laughs> thirty more minutes, Doctor Al. You didn't give any advice on this. <laughs> well, I, I, uh, I'm just along for the ride, really. This wasn't any of my idea. They I'll promised me it was genetically modified. <laughs> they promised a, me. A couple times, I was thinking to myself. I hope the others are all right. I hope that everything inside there is fine. But then it was a bookstore, and I figured there's no, there's no you know, possible guys, way there could be anything bad in there. Or dangerous. Or dangerous or violent. Or Listen, anything. I had a really tough day right now. It was a lot, <laughs> a lot for me. So you better... Hospital eyes. Gibbles, have uh, you thought about putting cucumbers on your eyes for the swelling? <laughs> we thought originally we would just get rid of the smell of salmon and then we would and then from there we just we got the whole list of of ointments and creams and I have not stripped down and in a I long wish time. I just went to a bookstore with you guys. Oh my god. <laughs> Yes, you went to a bad spa where they were like, yeah, there's no fiber in this. And then you're like, okay. And then you had all these beauty products and it's like, yeah, it's got fiber because they use like botanicals and like freaking cucumbers. It got bamboozled again. <laughs> I liked the tight water bath. That was <laughs> exciting. It's very Fizzy. stimulating. All the nooks and crannies is Speaking stimulating of a, and busy. I, I have it in my inventory. From the last episode because i forgot we did it we have like four 
giant things of tight water. Yeah, you have tight water bombs. Yeah, we have tight water bombs. That's almost enough to fill a bath. <laughs> nice. Well, if we all fit in a in a in the bath, then yeah. it, then the water will rise to a level where it <laughs> it submerges each of us. And then we get yeah. maybe five or ten minutes of good bubble action before it's completely depleted. And then it's just flat water, bath water with all of us. I like how you're <laughs> describing this. And these two people horrified after seeing that the the very bad adventuring monster. I'm just horrified like, at Gibble's swollen eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think that like we went in and tell you guys what's happening. Like we went to the alley or whatever. And we're like. And no, what you what you two have done is much more interesting. There was a police uh, uh, blockade, so we just figured, well, you know, we won't go that way. Maybe we'll find a way around, and we just yeah. one thing led to another, and you found a spa. I found a spa on the way. You yeah. sure it was a spa? Gibbles doesn't look too hot. <laughs> Pain. <laughs> <laughs> they took some money from us. <laughs> In fact, five gold pieces <laughs> gone from your inventory. Oh Ooh. no. Um, um okay. Then yeah, I... we'll I, uh, all right, um we'll give you the light down of what we did, which I guess wasn't as yes, exciting. You, you look terrified. <laughs> I'm not in the in the what in the cucumber in the eye <laughs> kind, kind of way. way. <laughs> yeah. Uh we we saw uh Beric and Mariposa. We were checking out the books. There was blood everywhere. What? what? <laughs> we should you had one job. Who blood. did you kill? Why was there blood the, everywhere? The, it was pre-killed. Someone was already oh, killed. We walk okay. in. It was a pre-kill. Don't worry. It's post-kill before cleanup. Post all right. Okay. Yeah. yeah and um, Nix, <laughs> Nix, you found something. Um, they mentioned uh, someone named Grayfax, who, now that I'm thinking about it, might be killing my family. And then um, Ambrose. About colored facts. Colored. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Too expensive. <laughs> I mean, no one has. That. Uh, Have I, you seen dyes nowadays? I'm uh, getting like a new phobia. You know, I don't want to go to bookstores anymore. Every time I go to bookstores, <laughs> something bad happens. <laughs> You're the one who. Yeah, I, I, oh, bookstores are. You're gonna blame. Okay, no, I'm not. Right, no. Um, <laughs> but uh, Nix, you found something. What did you find? Uh, they caught my cousins, and oh, they tortured them. Happened. Oh no, that also oh, happened. And they squealed. But I don't know what. But yeah, Gibbles, your name seems a lot rougher. What book are you? really does. What book are you referring to? Uh, Wait, so we're gonna gloss over, you know, their families being tortured. Oh, that just, happened in real life. I thought that was a book that they. Read. Oh no, no, it's it, they actually prime time. I am so sorry now. to hear about. Uh, and then there's someone about terrible some, news. Oh, uh, actually, quickly. Kev, the redhead are yeah. referring to is Arthur. Okay, okay I and I know ask. Arthur's a redhead. Yeah, yeah, you know that Ambrose now is is tracking down Arthur and. Your and cousin. then so when they mentioned that um, they caught two doppelgangers and they squealed because they also mentioned that they're trying to track down. So I know that yes. they're trying to track down Arthur and my cousin. Yeah. And then the two doppelgangers that they caught, I'm assuming, are my parents, which means Nell or was it Ness? Which one? I, I'll figure out. Which one yeah. is the one with Arthur? Is it Nell or Ness? I believe you said it was Ness, but I have to look this up too. I can look in my notes. Yeah, I'm sure uh, I wrote it's it down in my somewhere. notes too. But any, the the one that stayed at home. Yeah. Is, so that that cousin's unaccounted for. Yeah, that's unaccounted. For. Okay, so actually, I'm going to rephrase that okay. from what I said before. I'm going to be like, yeah, I think so. They're tracking down my cousin and my cousin's partner, and I oh. think they tortured my parents. Oh no. Yeah. Um, so that's not hot, also. Um, very not hot. 
Yeah. Uh, Cold as shit. Everyone yeah. <laughs> <laughs> who is on the spot that is like, yeah, that's 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 really bad. Oh my gosh. I always forget to have more Where'd you come from? So Sorry, I can't handle any more surprises. No, I had I had this whole thing where I got like a special treatment and I'm very, very like shadowy now. It's very fun. <laughs> I was gonna say, I don't know how spas would work for undead. A bloodbath. Yeah, no, I had to tell them that I was just very old and they were like, we don't fucking care. And I was like, cool. <laughs> no, there was this, a form that, that Nevermore signed. It was uh, something, if I lose a limb, it's not yeah. it's not their fault. It's not their liability. And I only lost one toe. I don't care. But it's fine. One toe is gone, but I put it back. Appendage. And they gave me a milk bath because they said I was old, so I needed to yes. need a milk bath. And what is wrong with these people? Oh, indeed. <laughs> The milk bath really just loosened the, the muscle did. fibers. Just, and now, yes. now you're just softer and falling right I'm off the bit, bone. Yes, was... in fact, I'm so silent now because I, I'm like, I don't know, I'm softer. I'm spongy. Well, well, <laughs> she leveled is... up in rogue. <laughs> <laughs> While this is going on, I've like started pulling out the letters. Yeah, you're just like, oh God, desperate. Yeah. Um. So what is on like the, are, are these like opened letters yes. so uh to clarify also something which maybe wasn't clear when i said it mariposa explained that they got two doppelgangers to squeal grayfax located your two parents so grayfax was responsible seemingly for the kidnap and then as you look at the letters you're seeing missives between what looks like a high-ranking um eureka member about different members going places some of their research in the dragon marches uh or some communication from before that seems to be about arthur getting the book maybe or getting something important and then traveling around to look out for Arthur in case he passes through so that they can like communicate and and help them and just general eureka sort of communications between members you're glad you got this out because this is all communication that could be then traced to people there's like a message from Grimsby to this person which means if the they found out they could then target Grimsby or do other things with those people and there is even like a letter from Albertini. So this individual. <laughs> Can you please tell me what is in the letter from Albertini? I miss him. I need to hear his voice. I'm a swinger couple. Just immediately like fold it up and like just like sh shaking hands. <laughs> I hope you're doing all right. No, no, no. <laughs> is it like what? What is it? I called? hope you're doing it all right. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying the things that we talk. <laughs> Did you use the swing? It's like it's a little sticky. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh god. And this sort of other other letters that are just communication letters for for Eureka's day to days and helping other members. Um, you notice that there are some letters here that denote members that you don't know, but suggest a much larger network than you initially thought. Huh. Um, Grimsby has you know is mentioned here. Albertini's mentioned here, but there's also some misses from people who seem to be like. From places you, if there is any reference to where they're from, you know, for locations, it seems to be like the other Dragon March city states further north and even uh, up further north than that in other regions or maybe to the south or the other sort of Lake Alliance members and lots of different groups. Eureka, Eureka, Eureka. All this talk about Eureka, you'd think I would know what the fuck is going on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, in hindsight, how. How before Grimsby did we not know about this? This is like a very un well, like, secretive, but well, it's, I think they're a secret organization. Yeah, but they're not. I don't think they're very good at being secret. <laughs> Every time you uncover another layer, Eureka! Eureka. I mean, I, I offend to that. My dad's very good at keeping secrets. I'm, 
hides things very well for me. Yeah. I have no knowledge of all of his multiple swinging experiences, for example, until I read that letter. Until this very moment. Oh, so she's not traumatized at all. <laughs> I'm a bit, but also like never. I mean, you brought abstinence and the sex stick to him and i'm like mm, okay no yes, i brought innocence. the sex stick to abstinence everything Abs else has nothing to do with me i absolve myself we all look over our shoulder as we say his name yeah <laughs> <laughs> given the choice between the two abstinence or swinging the choice <laughs> those are not the only two choices the choice is obvious <laughs> but uh, what i mean about being like a not very great kept secret is i mean um Leslie muffins is a eureka member and I've never met a louder person. Oh, right, that's true. <laughs> <laughs> a lot louder, quieter person. I want to I hear Albertini and Fuzzly Muffins in a fight. <laughs> what the fuck are you saying, motherfucker? You fucking blood-sucking piece of shit. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about, you stupid little fucks. <laughs> don't make me up. I, know. I can't they hear. What are you saying? <laughs> you speak as so high-pitched. Yeah. If I turn into a bat, you'll break my eardrums. <laughs> <laughs> I can't see you either. <laughs> <laughs> you just confuse me. Um, <laughs> uh, and then they kiss. I, I guess um, <laughs> you know, Gibbles would be like, okay, guys, so I don't understand. Listen, I have 30 more minutes until my eyes go back to normal, hopefully. But what's the plan? Because <laughs> I did not expect this massacre at the library. I think now we have to, we have this information, we, we have a book, we can go through it. But I think it's time to take a nap. Because <laughs> I need one. <laughs> did, uh, pardon me. Did you say that you're they made your parents squeal? I think so. That would be quite difficult. They happen to know some magic. They, I believe most high-ranking members have the Modify Memory spell, so you can wipe your memory so people can't figure out what you are a member of, which means they must have been able to do something. Um, they must have been able to convince them in a way that's unsettling, that that couldn't even happen. Thanks, Nevermore. I needed to hear that. Oh, thank you. I'm so glad that I helped. <laughs> Nevermore, we're going to talk about sarcasm later. I understand. We'll teach you that later, don't worry. Okay. Also, I'm imagining that, like, because Nevermore was, like, a new member of Eureka, that, like, she's flipping through this Eureka pamphlet, which, once again, it adds to the, like... Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, like, when caught... Yeah. <laughs> when caught, what to do? And it's just step like, no, one. Yeah, step one, wipe your memory. Step two, if your memory comes back, you're fucked. <laughs> don't get caught. Just be good. <laughs> um, yeah, and you have now this other book that is, is locked uh, with can can I try and open it? Yeah, you need a sleight of hand. Uh, this is a book that you have seen your parents. I, I just thought it was my parents' porn stash because I wasn't allowed to open it. With a woman just with an open book? They're, <laughs> they're booksellers. I, I figured it was their kink. <laughs> sure. I mean, they were swingers with Albertini, so I guess that's fair. Yeah, like it, this just doubles down. You know, adds reinforcement. Hold on. I roll a 12. 12 is not enough, but someone else can attempt to yeah, try I'm just one like fiddling with it. I'm like, maybe. Or give the help action so you can try again. Uh, I, can, I can try myself if you'd uh, like. Are you good at unlocking locks? Pretty good. Uh, a 25. That's pretty oh, damn fuck. good. You realize that you're kind of messing with it and it partially got opened, but it wasn't fully there. And you are able to just unlock the padlock. You open the book and can see the title. There's no title on the front of this book, just that image. And as you look at the title of the book, it says Tasha's Theory on the Creation of Species, a book that you've never seen before, and also a book that's strange for Nix and for Gibbles. Because Gibbles, you remember reading a book in school called Tasha's Cauldron of Everything, 
it's a required piece of reading. Unfortunately, I do remember reading it. Yeah, it's a required piece of reading. Nix, you also know about it too. I I just assume Gibbles can't see right now because of the swollen eyes. Oh yeah. <laughs> oh, so out I read I read out like Tasha's. What was it again? Tasha's theory on the creation of species. So Tasha's theory on the creation of species. Interesting. Tasha's Cauldron of Everything is a book that, compared to the Monster Manual and Volos and Mordekainen's, is probably the most tame and less least judgmental of books on different species and different sort of groups in the world. It still has a bit of like undertone of like still categorizing people according to the standards that are set in Monster Manual and the other ones. And this book version you've never seen before. Gibbles doesn't know this, but Nix knows this because your parents may have mentioned that there are several books in the world that are considered not okay. They are banned by different political groups, religious groups, anyone who disagrees with the statement. You were told that there was a version of Tasha's by your parents at some point that they have always wanted to, like they were looking for, because it's considered a unofficial banned book. It's not allowed by many people. Um, and so you're looking at this book and you're like, okay, maybe that's what this book is. As you open it, you realize that this book does have additional markings as if things have been added to it along the margins and on different places. And it's not like a huge book. It's more like a small like thesis or treatise, like a, a, a more of a direct, like here's my like theory kind of book. Are the markings in my parents' handwriting or is it in the handwriting I don't recognize? Someone else's handwriting. Okay. And there's also, um, in this version, there are prints. So like the pages have printing errors that look like markings and ink and stuff in ways that you're like, well, that shouldn't be there. What's that about? So it looks a little bit Like different. an early copy almost? Or an altered copy, like a, an even more different, uh, you know, altered version. And then I, I guess I just they say, oh, I don't. I think this is either like a special edition or an early copy. There's a whole bunch of notes in the margin. This might be that band book. I don't know. I guess we can read it later when we eventually go to sleep. <laughs> I'll read it to everyone as a bedtime Yeah, I think story. we're going to need a nice nap. <laughs> Just like die. Because we also need to plan for um, the heist. You do. So you can kind of prepare some things, but we'll, we'll let you go to your tavern. And then you will rest. You look around for like another, you look around for another space to, to rest. Uh, a, another tavern that's in, again, the entertainment district, but is a little bit away from the Starcy Brew Hall because of the inter incident that happened there. You find another sort of lower quality, but still fully functional tavern um, that's called uh, uh, the Full Moon. <laughs> Just like the Full Moon. Uh, a bar and, bar and grill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> a bunch of uh, individuals coming in and out of that space. Um, you rent some rooms and you go up to to rest in some rooms in the tavern itself. This one's a more uh, this tavern's a more of a succinct one. Again, bar and grill. So there's more restaurant, more food options. But tell us about the menu. Uh, the menu includes a lot of different things, uh, including um, uh, sea star salad. Right, right. Um, and, uh, some, see <laughs> yeah, a lot of, it's like a bit of a surf and turf, uh, bar and grill restaurant. Um, <laughs> the surf being all from the lake. So there's lots of snails and scallops and other sort of lake freshwater mollusks. And then the, the turf being, uh, deer, um, <laughs> <laughs> deer from the astral plane <laughs> yeah. and some astral species that, you know, they don't live in water cause they're on asteroids or something. There's a giant, there's a, uh, Imported uh, Vesuvian space worm, um, which um, supposedly uh, when you eat it, 
uh, tastes like pop rock. Any um, uh, flumps? <laughs> flumps? Any flumps? There are no no flumps on this menu. No, no, no. They would never eat a flump. Is it Doc Al asking? <laughs> does Doc Al want to eat a flump? No, definitely. Doc, Doc Al does not. I would be terrified if there was a flump yeah. on this menu. Also, that's what flumps are in the monster manual. So my flumps are slightly different. So you're like, are there flumps on the menu? And the person He's looks so. I'm not asking if there's flumps on the menu. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm not asking. You want my to know. flumps? Because my because flumps if there flumps. were, I would be appalled. Yes, there's no flumps. There's no flumps. As, I mean, Al would be appalled if there were for me. I would be fascinated and very interested, <laughs> <laughs> hoping that somebody would try it. Yes, yes, but there's no flumps on the menu. If Gray and Will start a restaurant together, run. <laughs> oh, dear. oh dear. Also, every time you say skin. my flumps, I just hear Fergie going, my flumps, my flumps, my flumps, my flumps. When we go up to Rats, can I flip through the book? Yes, you can. Uh, you all proceed to go up to the space after grabbing some food, a, a meal. Um, uh, it, I will not count this towards needing to pay either. It's very cheap sort of uh, place to stay. Uh, not, you, not like our spa day. Not your spa day. That was five gold <laughs> that was taken from you. Um, uh. And... You all proceed to rest in some rooms. You can do what you want for downtime. Uh, do some preparations. Uh, what would you like to do with the books? Do you want to I, I want to read through it. Okay. So Tasha's um, theory of the creation of species is an interesting little treatise. It is a very dense and kind of hard to read book initially. It's, it's a lot of theory. It's like reading an essay. And it seems to contradict a lot of what you have or doesn't fully contract, but it seems to present an alternative to what Tasha's culture of everything and what all the other books kind of are saying. And you realize maybe that's why it's banned. Um, it posits that in fact, maybe all life and all creation was made by a set of beings that are not the gods, that there may be someone else or something else that did it, and that, that we can bring a, sort of an origin of creation of everything back to an original origin. So the idea being that like, oh, there's all these elves, but actually we can trace elves back to an original elf, that that elf was created somewhere and by something. And this one seems to suggest an alternative to the theories of gods creating elves or humans or dwarves, which is, as you read it, incredibly sacrilegious and absolutely not allowed in most clerical spaces because the gods are supposedly what created life in the world. So it's, it's a theoretical treatise and an argument to be made. It argues that the categories of life are also incorrect, that they, you know, according to the theories of the Monster Manual and uh, Volos and everything, there are 14 types of creatures, um, which for people who are listening in the Monster Manual, those 14 categories of creatures uh, in D&D are... Aberrations, beasts, celestials, constructs, dragons, elementals, fae, fiends, giants, humanoids, monstrosities, oozes, plants, and undead. There are 14, according to those, the D&D rulebooks and the, the sort of categories in this world as well. But she suggests that there is a different way to categorize these things and that they can actually be combined or expanded upon in some ways. Uh, and provides a different set of 14 kind of categories of life that have some connection. Um, whether this is true or not, you don't know. It seems very dense and scientific and like theoretical, but as you're reading it, you're like, oh, well, this makes sense. Eureka is kind of like, you know, the pro-science and democratization of technology and magic. And this suggestion is kind of saying that there's like a 
uh, maybe a different way of approaching how we understand life and, and different species. So we would have been taught that all the species were created by gods, but this book is saying we were just created by powerful beings. Yes, of, of unknown origin that may or may not even relate to the gods themselves. Okay. And that's the like hugely sacrilegious part. Yeah, which is like saying, oh, the god of fertility and life of the elven pantheon did not actually help create elves. Ah, uh, got it. Like, what does that mean? <laughs> yeah. uh, and also uh, posits that a lot of the categorizations of gods are completely arbitrary. Why are some gods considered evil and other gods considered good? And what is the justification for that claim? You know, a lot of monster gods, as you know from experiencing this, are categorized as evil. Any of the illithids who worship any form of astral god, you know, original illithid gods or anything that would be considered religious would be categorized as evil by the astral empire. So, um, and often they even claim if you're an illithid and you're worshiping something else, you're still an illithid. So whatever you're worshiping, you're worshiping it evilly. <laughs> ah. um, so these sort of categorizations are very arbitrary. Uh, yeah, by like worshiping it, you're tainting the god because you yourself are a monster. Yeah, yeah. so a lot of, of that whole experience also i believe uh you have a sending stone and i believe it is with selena's you do get a message while you're resting specifically selena's from grimsby grimsby says checking in we are fine which hunters have set up outside town but are unable to come in hope you can help soon so am i when they say outside town, are they saying like outside the walls, outside the walls, but all the monsters have escaped from that town? Yes. So they are not able to come in and the monsters are not under threat, but they're just now around the town, basically accosting it and, and being um, uh, frustrating for Grimsby. It looks like Grimsby has been able to take control of the town because no one came back to pretend to be Timothy, which suggests that once they thought they didn't have anything going on there, Mariposa was like, OK, this is useless now and just left. I guess, uh, I, is everyone else resting at this time? Or you like, can let anyone know if you'd yeah, like I, assistance. I, I, I'm out. I'm not just resting. I like knock on everyone's door and I, uh, relay the message from Father Grimsby. Um, what do we want to send back? Oh, do we have? Yeah, we can because of the yeah. sending stone. Yeah, you can send a message back. Um, we could tell him that. Oh, <laughs> that message. Yeah. The um, message is the, don't put cucumbers on your eyes. <laughs> yeah, um, we can let him know that uh, we're here. We're helping out Fuzzly Muffins. Uh, anything else to add? I think we should not talk about arson. We could warn him. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff we could really tell him. Have you guys seen the new Shazam film? No. no. Oh my god. There's a part where there's a scribe, just because this is yeah. hilarious where it's like a pen writing yeah. and they're doing exactly this it's like a sending stone thing yeah. and in it it's they're like annotating it like trying to edit it talking <laughs> behind it and it's just recording everything they're saying it's like yeah this is really good this part's good let's leave out the part about the yeah. about the wanting to murder your family thing and that we have them held hostage right now yeah, and yeah. let's cut all that stuff out okay perfect you want to proofread it no, I think I feel pretty good about it. I feel good about it. Yeah, but yeah, you guys. All right, send. And they get that in a letter. You're like, oh, shit. Dr. Al, do you have anything to add to it? Uh, Gibbles is out. Not really. I, uh, I think, um, uh, I guess. Uh, we'll get a couple of s snores in for him. And, and, uh, uh, we send in Starfall 
Helping Fuzzly Muffins. Helping Fuzzly Muffins. Uh, Astral Empire. In heist to take down Astral Astral Empire. I'm at twelve now. Yeah, twelve. How, how are we gonna fit fit in the snores? We are we're running out of <laughs> out of words here. Uh, parents or um, I give my parents names actually. I should know my I should know my parents' names. Yeah, what are your parents' names? I named my siblings. No, sorry, my cousins, not my parents. Cav, would you like to name my parents? Now keep in mind <laughs> it's number of words, not 25, syllables. Twenty five. Twenty five <laughs> words. I just checked. It's twenty five. It's words. number of words, not syllables. So go hog yeah. wild, Cav. <laughs> okay. With these names. So keeping given... in mind that they're three children. Um, yes, we're all cousins, but we're also their children. <laughs> Doppelganger families are interesting. Yeah. Are named Ness, Nell, and Nick. Yeah, so they're gonna be called Zin and Zon. Zin and Zon. All right, Zin and Zon captured by baddies. It's <laughs> incredible, by the way, to find somebody in life that shares the same number of letters. <laughs> that starts with the same letter. It's how they knew. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Ness still running, and I have four more. So um, miss you. Do <laughs> uh, so you no arson you only committed live yet? Once. No arson committed yet. We said no reassurance that we'll try to get there. <laughs> Love you, miss you. <laughs> oh, maybe I removed the arson thing. No, we already said it. <laughs> commit. Sent, sent now. Commit yet. It's no take back season. Well, how often can we use a sending stone? Once a day? Once a day. All so. right. Well, tomorrow we'll give him reassurance. <laughs> 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 oh, still no arson. Still no arson. Let <laughs> him just dwell on that for 24 hours. Yeah. Uh, anything else you'd like to do as you rest, as Gibbles tries to recover from the trauma of a spa experience? Well, it's not just the spa. Listen, I, this is the same day where I got knocked out by a bear with a junk strap. <laughs> so let's not forget that, okay? Yeah. It's it been a doozy of a day. <laughs> I got nothing. I'm I'm ready for just a long okay. rest. I go back Same. to bed. You rest and you sleep. In the morning, you get a message because Fuzzly Muffins has tapped your sending stone when you left. Just checking in and seeing where you are. I assume you just give the information we're here so that that is done at this at the full moon bar and grill. I love that. We're here. <laughs> Response. We're okay. Here. okay. <laughs> that answers my question. <laughs> one of the one of all, the only restaurant slash bar slash inn in the city. Yeah, only here. This giant city, there's only one bar and grill. And in um, bar and grill and in. Yeah. Um and you see that Fuzzy Muffins with disguises, uh, with Grusky and Sprocket. And it looks like a crew now, like at least like five to ten people just behind him that are part of his crew. Puzzly Muffins goes, okay, sleep well, motherfuckers. What's up? Let's go. So you've got like eight hours or some shit until you have to come to the party. And I don't know what the fuck's going on. The ABC, did you talk to the ABC? You got that shit dealt with? Yeah. Oh, too many words too early in the What's day. Could you just speak slower, please? <laughs> I don't even know where I am right now. Like imagine Fuzzly Muffins burst into the door. We're all like groggily, like waiting. Yeah. Yeah. Where's my coffee? Close the drapes. Uh, this is the most obnoxious alarm I've ever had in my life. Just a I am a sexy fox, you motherfucking piece of shit. I've got about uh, 10 to 15 minutes of yoga stretches. To do to keep myself limber. Oh, actually, that's a great idea. People should do that. Let's all do that. Oh, yeah. You really I don't need want to my post. triple shot of llama milk to wake up. Llama milk? What does this guy. What's going on? 
We know. He wants a fucking fig. <laughs> he wants lava milk. They're not hardened by war, my friend. That's the problem. They haven't. <laughs> They have an experience. To, one day you're gonna have to drink uh, your own piss, and you're gonna be. be <laughs> <laughs> you drink your own piss, eat your own skin, <laughs> <laughs> and you're gonna have to deal with it because that's how war works, motherfucker. Anyway, sorry. But, I'm just but stretch before game. running into no man's land because I, I otherwise like, you trip, you pull yeah. something, you're fucked, you die. Yeah, yeah you gotta shot. make sure you're limber. The dodge I whispered the to me. I whispered to myself, "Okay, boomer." Uh, <laughs> um, there are some things you don't skip, but yes, I go back under the covers. Llama's <laughs> milk is—it's on the okay. nice to have list. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, well, good news. Uh, you're begin. So I'm gonna let you guys prepare, and I'm gonna meet you at the docks when the night falls. And here's how this works. Krusky here. Krusky goes, "Hello, hi." How are you? Are you fine? I know I landed on you. You okay now? Uh, I do not feel comfortable <laughs> talking to you right now. Don't worry. I changed the jock strap, so it is not the same one. <laughs> Why would that be reassuring? <laughs> I thought it was the best I could do after crushing your body and killing you almost. Uh... <laughs> Gibbles is triggered. <laughs> Gibbles uh, is like, if there was Google, Gibbles would be Googling how to get a restraint order. <laughs> <laughs> um, you see that... Uh, Wait, when, when is it? The time of day? Actually, you guys all slept in kind of late, and I showed up. It's like 2 o'clock. Okay. You're like heavy sleepers. And, and like, it's 8 hours till when? Like, you gotta get when to... The like, night... When the night... When, when the sun goes down, oh. that's when the party... I you said like, when the night falls. Yeah. I was waiting for my lonely heart calls. Oh, yeah. I think Gibbles will try to sneak out of the window. Like literally, <laughs> yeah. will not I'm even. Gonna help. Yeah. I'm gonna help you. Same, same. I'm gonna meet you at the do docks, and we're gonna be the infiltrate. So how this works is, I don't know how you're gonna get in there, but once you get the keys, there's a canal, and that canal is gonna let us bring a boat with some of us and our crew to the side of the warehouse. Once that door on the warehouse is open to the canal, we can take all the heavy shit out and then leave on the water. But we need you to make sure that our crew doesn't get seen. And though we can change our appearances because Grusky here has a spell called Seeming. It's pretty useful. You can pretend to it's be called a bunch- semen? Ah, semen. Called Seeming? Yeah, Seeming, well, ha ha ha, that's fun. And, and so what you'll do is we'll, we'll sneak in that way on the boat with our seeming spell. I don't know what you're saying right now. I can't, can't parse it out. It's not so semen. No, it's, it's not semen. It's not semen. It's not salmon. It's seeming. So, this, so what do we do? We, we, there's a semen spell that changes our appearance. No, no, no. The semen spell. Sorry, fuck. You're making me say no. The uh, what's that? <laughs> the are we pronouncing the G or are we not pronouncing the G? I don't fucking care anymore. The steaming spell is for us. You guys can disguise as you want, but we're going as a crew and we're going to show up after you've cut. We're going to like bring the boat beside the warehouse to bring all the uh, stuff are out. Are we docking? We're, I'm going to dock. <laughs> with the semen <laughs> spell. <laughs> Question. Yeah. So the way that the semen spell is used, is it um, like a you put it on your face, but then you make sure <laughs> it doesn't get in your hair because it's kind of well, difficult actually, to get out? Or... It comes from Grusky's horn. So yeah. 
right. it kind of comes out of the horn. Does it? Does it also work if it gets on your back? Like, well, or... the spell goes all over your body. Okay. You I don't full coverage. You know about this. Full coverage. Is that what full we're looking full for? Co- it turns you into whatever you want to look like. So we're cool. gonna look like a hot group of I don't know dock workers. We can slip on by. You know, I've I've heard that the AOE Sexy version of this work. is like the Bukake spell. <laughs> so it goes from steaming, which is twelve creatures, to Bukake, which is twenty-four. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's, I remember this now. <laughs> I am so confused by your magic. This is why I use guns. So much simpler. Point shoot, blow up head, easy. You know that's what they also say say about the point and shoot. God damn it! What's in the (laughs) game? Blow up the head. Yeah, that sounds about right. Okay. Well, we're gonna go. We just want to let you know that we'll be near the docks. So if you need anything from us, that's where we'll be. But for now, you can prepare what you want, and we'll meet you for the heist when the sun goes down. But we we're gonna have to go in when like it's dark, so no one sees our boat. So we're going to go in when the dark has fallen and the, we can go into the... When the night falls. When the night falls. When the night... My lonely heart calls. I know, this always happens. I know it's your favorite, Ooh, one of your favorite songs. Your war songs are fascinating. Yeah, that's maybe, one of our war songs. Maybe there's a few reasons why we yeah. lost. Also, another war song is uh, uh, When You Keep Me There or On a Prayer. What's that one? <laughs> oh, we're halfway there. Yeah. Oh, oh. Living on a That's one of our worst songs. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That's right. Have you ever <laughs> scream that <laughs> running into battle? Yeah. Is that what or you death. do when you're trying to sneak up on someone? No, you no, 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 for the sneak. It's once we've given up all hope, and yeah. so we just are ra- running straight into fire, enemy yeah. fire. Yeah. Um, so a death. Run. That's a death, death run. Death run. Like a like a final chance. You know, war chance. Yeah, war chance. But you haven't died yet. Not yet. Oh. So the song. A works. lot of our friends did, but we didn't. No, it's a statistical, you know, certainty. <laughs> <laughs> Some people will survive. Yeah, that's us. I genuinely understand no why you lost. No survivors guilt at all <laughs> for either one of yeah, you. Yeah, totally fine. You know. <laughs> it was us this time. Yeah. And the last time. And the and time the last before few that. Times it's been us. And yeah, it's crazy. Not worried about going into this battle again. <laughs> It'll be fine. Rolling the dice once more. I know you guys got this, so we're going to sneak in while the party's underway the same time you are, but we're going to have to wait for you guys to distract some stuff, so it'll all work. But we're going to go on the canal. It's beside... It's beside... We're going to pass by the party for the crew, but okay. not the envoys. We're not going to see them. Oh, I remember um, last episode asking about um, if there were any... Uh, like kind of rich people that don't have like a lot of political importance but like would get invited to stuff because they're rich but like they live kind of far away so they're not there all the time yeah your your cover if you want to be someone who's political is going to be given by the abc and the abc is going to give you like a random name for a person okay cool so yeah you'll be like a foreign dignitary if you cool. decide to be a political person but that won't matter because for us for us the no. pl- yeah the people who are going to go to the workers yeah because yeah, i get noticed no and then uh linifel what what same for linifel uh will be given yeah. a we'll have yeah. to decide what we want to do we can either both be political one of us could be you know a server we have choices and we just have to decide um how are your people skills Nope, I know that answer. Nope, nope, nope. What's um, your social media game, Mike? <laughs> maybe it might be best for you to have you as um, help 
if you want. <laughs> Maybe you <laughs> saw. Wow! That was brutal. <laughs> I, I like this drama. I I go back under the covers. <laughs> I, the other option is, you could be a politician and just be one who. Can't I just be rich? Can't well, I just have to be talk like, to people? Yeah, yeah, but if I'm just a rich person but not a politician, I can just say stupid shit and people say I'm eccentric. That is a good point. Perfect cover. Yeah, <laughs> just, yeah I, rather, I like it. I'd rather be rich and stupid than political. But you don't want to attract too much attention because sometimes there's a, a group starts to form around those people. Before you know it, you have a cult. Well, uh, Linnefeld's an expert in cults, so that's when they can Not take over. <laughs> <laughs> you can deny it all you want. Linnefeld can take over. Yeah. From yeah. After hearing from uh, the other day, I mean, I don't think there's a lot of coven members left. Oh, by the way, remember, everyone has a coven mark. Yeah. <laughs> and this time... Again? Day, you get it every day. Oh, okay. This time, uh, I'm not giving ne Nevermore one. I'm okay. going to give myself one. Okay. Nice. Can you describe um, the coven mark? Is it a physical, visible yeah, mark? It's, is it like a, a club that... Is it like a stamp that you get when entering a club? Yeah, it can... Correct me if I'm wrong, Cab. I think how we had it is it can really kind of just be anything. Yeah, yeah, it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It often is the symbol of the coven, but it can yeah. be something more... What do but you I, want? I, I try not to put it any like. I'm just gonna say they're every day little moons. Different. I, I mean, I don't put it on you guys every day. It's just it's there. Yeah, well, you know. Yeah, I'd say it's like a little, little like, moon, little half moon. Yeah, I'd say a little a full moon. I was gonna do a crescent moon. Right. Yeah, yeah. And then crescent moon. Yeah, I, for you, I just put it somewhere in your robes. <laughs> um, put it somewhere <laughs> in my robe. I just threw it in. <laughs> you wear a lot of layers, Dr. Al. Someone could really just hitch anything on it. They could just stick a tracking device yeah. in there. They could stick some explosives. So they could just hook anything into you. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. that's the only difference I've said for myself. Um, so uh, who should I go with, by the way? Should I? Who's, who's my group says Nevermore? Nevermore. Um, oh, gosh. You're here. <laughs> I, oh, oh, dear. You're doing. Uh, maybe we go with um Doctor Al and and I, yeah, because yes. yeah, yeah, we we yeah. we will we could use your your help for, for sure. Yeah. Okay, great. I'm really good with social. Well, I'm getting better, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. absolutely, yes, absolutely. And, and we could give you some pointers, great, because <laughs> we're excellent in this regard. Uh, Fuzzly muffins, Grusky, and Sprocket leave with their crew of about ten other people. Uh, you see a lot of different astral species and some people that are you know. Even a few humanoids that are just a part of his crew. And as he goes off and says, I'll see you at the party, motherfuckers. Get ready for some bombs. And uh, he throws, puts a little <laughs> astral like firebomb like in his hand, shows, you to, shows it to you uh, and uh, gives a thumbs up to Dr. Al as if he's like, remember this. <laughs> and then he goes off to prepare for his group to go to the docks and prepare their boat. And then you will go over to the docks themselves to explain what the docks look like. The astral docks are located near the Pillars of Starlight. And the Pillars of Starlight are an entryway into the astral plane. It is a almost tear or pathway in this giant rock that seems to fit both simultaneously in the astral plane and in the material plane. There is a walkway, which allows you to walk over into the astral plane, but it is kind of like a death walkway because if you were to walk over there and not have the ability to breathe, you just go forever. So it's more like an observation area and that's where the deer jumped off into the astral plane from. And then on the sides of that little walkway, you see 
at this liminal space where the astral plane meets the material, a sea of stars and astral aether. So this is what the ships ride on. And they've built these actual physical material wooden docks. And they're sitting at the material plane and crossing over into this liminal space where everything is just floating. And so it's like these giant astral ships, which should not be able to just float in the air, are docked on the wooden dockyards where they're floating in astral space or the astral sea that is leaking into the world here. And as you're walking towards the dockyards, which you saw a little bit as you went to the government buildings and you saw that set up, uh, you'll be meeting the ABC outside when the sun goes down at the docks, which Fuzzly Muffins kind of gives you a location as he leaves, uh, a, a little ticket with some written information as to where to meet the ABC for information. I, I guess we can buy the general supplies, like rope yeah. and some lock picks, you know? <clears throat> yeah. 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 Okay. So you get some general supplies. I won't really even mark it as money uh, spent uh, if you want to have some ropes and some general equipment. What about um, outfits like for um, Gibbles and I and, and for Nevermore particularly? It's good. Yeah. Um, for you three, you just have to look like crew members. So you could ask Fuzzly Muffins uh, and his crew and say you've asked them to get some yeah. outfits if you want those. Yep. Okay, and they'll give you some outfits. They struggle to find one the size uh, for Gibbles that isn't one of Fuzzly's outfits. And yeah. Fuzzly's like, well, he's not going to have my fucking jacket. That's my fucking jacket. <laughs> it's like kind of this. He's like, he's like, no, we must. I almost killed him. It is important that I repair the relationship. <laughs> <laughs> Muffins, it's the only one that fits. All right. All right. And I, and I, I, um, could use a little bit of extra room in my my drawers if that's all right. Fucking fine, Krusty, come on! And like you get uh, a a little um, Star Fox outfit that you oh can put God. on your body, <laughs> uh, and you get one of I guess a yeah you get one of the humanoid outfits that are are there. You need one something something that's a little bit more loose, so you look like you've got big parachute pants. Oh, these are lovely trousers. <laughs> yeah. Parachute pants, a vest. very like Nazi Germany I, uniform. <laughs> of yeah i, I don't think know. you're thinking about like at the knee like you know flaring out yeah i'm thinking like like super swishy yeah, like swishy. never mind swishy yeah. 80s pants hey, yeah yeah yeah, we're not a problematic bottoms. podcast, just any or no listener. Oh, wait, that's what it is. You get bell bottom, like bell bottom pants. Mm -hmm. Like they're, they're <laughs> that's fantastic. They're yeah. like swishy Ooh. bell bottom jeans, uh, and a little vest and a, a do a spacewalk or a moonwalk. Yeah, yeah. Astral walk. And then for nevermore, they give a sort of buccaneers outfit that is a tight fitting, uh, or not a tight fitting dress, but like a more very much Pirates of the Caribbean. She has like a Pirates of the Caribbean Kira Knightley outfit mm -hmm. that she's wearing on, on, on top of everything. So you get to the Abisi, who seems to be meeting you outside the astral port um, with an envoy or with a, a set of staff. And you see a staff member is the one who actually talks to you because the Abisi can't be seen speaking to you directly. So while well, the Abisi is talking to some staff, uh, government members just observing things, you see a person keeps coming off uh, or a person comes out of the group and goes to speak to you uh, and says, uh, hello, I've been told that you are helping us in a job of sorts. Mm -hmm. I'm here to provide some additional information. We've learned some things preparing for the party um, since last night. First of all, 
there are several members in the political party who are guests that are of particular interest to the envoy, who the envoy will be speaking to for sure. Um, they happen to be Lady Splats of the House of Plops, plasmoid, a plasmoid from the Slocane Cluster, Minister Rodin, uh, Haduzi, Military Envoy Motomoto, Moto, uh, who is a hippo gif uh, person, and the Clixen Hive, which is a three queen sort of representative from a, a group there. They'll want to speak to them for sure. So keep an eye out for that when they go so, to speak to them. Lady Splats, Moto Moto, what were the other ones? Rodin, Minister Rodin, and the uh, representative of the Clixen Hive. So Clixen is what they go by. Also, we have found out that in addition to wanting to speak to them and doing the rounds to speak to them throughout the party, um, the crew party is not actually official. We thought that it would be, but the Astral Empire refuses to give anything to their crew that is extraneous or additional cost. So it is an unofficial party. But the person who is running it seems to be in a bit of a bad mood. I've heard there's been some relationship trouble uh, on his side, and he is having a bad night. Like, um, like personal relationship trouble or like uh, like relationship with the Empire trouble? Like uh, Personal like, relationship oh. trouble. Yeah, yeah. He's a quartermaster dock worker from here, one of ours, and they seem to be having some problem. The battleship is parked outside. It has weapons armed, so just be aware that if you happen to cause a disturbance, they have a fully capable battleship that is going to be available, so be careful. And there are two keys. One key is held by the envoy, which I've been able to confirm, but there's a separate key held by the captain of the honor guard, so you have two options there. They are both difficult to acquire because they are aware of them and obviously on their person. The envoy has it around their neck as part of their jewelry, and the envoy, uh, and the captain of the guard has it on a key ring on their person. They are fully armed and prepared for anything in case something were to go wrong. There are also honor guard watches that will be doing a cyclical walk around the party. However, they will not be important for you because you will disguise yourselves. The only issue is if you try to escape and they know you're there, be aware that there are about two to three honor guard that will be able to rush to any location at any time uh, a disturbance is caused. And the ABC also wishes to let you know that the keys are for different things. The the crate, the key that the envoy has is for the crates, the actual objects that are locked away. And the key that the quartermaster has is just for the warehouse that everything is locked in. So you'll need both before you can access anything that is there, just to be aware. The ABC staff gives you this information and then says, we've also given you two different identities for your members who are going to be attending. Are you going to be uh, catering or have you decided to be political members? I'll be political. Are you going to be the help or are you going to be <laughs> yeah. a rich and rich. powerful? <laughs> yes. could, I, could I be a political member, but could I be a political member who knows nothing about politics and is just rich? Can I be a lobbyist? A lobbyist? Well... We could have you be the envoy for the new Tightwater. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> They're getting into arms dealing. Actually, that's exactly what it is. They're trying to sell their product as a bomb to the Astral Empire. Oh, God. Excellent. We're going to have so many investors. Okay. We'll put you down as um, uh, goes thinks about Mr. Like, Tight. <laughs> Mr. Tight. <laughs> Your name is going to be Mr. Tight for this event. Well, some people call me Mr. T for short. <laughs> okay. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I pity the fool. <laughs> <laughs> Who does not buy this tight water? 
Okay, well, Pajanus, Mr. T, um, so I assume you're just like a celebrity spokesperson, uh, Mr. Tight, and then you will be the business person. Okay, okay. Um, that's great. Well, well, yeah. So we went from political um, I can still be political. To yeah. celebrity spokesperson, <laughs> business person for Tightwater. It's not the Met yet. <laughs> <laughs> uh... Maybe I'm a politician who's, I can claim I'm heavily invested in Tightwater. Sure, yes. Um, I was an actor, but then I found a, a, a love of politics, and I'm <laughs> now the governor of... Uh, oh, yes. We'll put you down as... State uh, in which... I was going to say Arnold Heitzschwegener. Oh, that's a tough one. Heitzschwegener. <laughs> too hard. Too hard. Uh, um, uh, Arnold Schwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwarzschwar
and it's an angry little turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and you see uh, this sh ship is made of what looks like metal, but it is chitin. It's like organically grown material that's metallic in some nature due to iron and other components in it. The warehouse on one side has the party for the crew. And on the opposite side of the warehouse, directly beside the battleship is the second party. The second party is about maybe 30 feet uh, or so. It's on the docks that are adjacent to the battleships. They can look at the battleship and see into the astral plane portal. But on the opposite side of the warehouse, the crew are having their get together. For the political crew, the you are welcomed into the party as Mr. Tight and Cousin Greg. Um, <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. Tight. This is my cousin Greg. Yes. Would you like some tight water? And you see a lot of people interested and like, oh, I heard about the new, the new tight water. Tight water uh, explosive? Yeah, tight water. <laughs> tight water tighter than ever. Even more so. That's yeah. amazing. This you should we should totally and they bring you over to a little cocktail bar I'll and you're very it. quickly involved and yeah. allowed to talk. I'll let you um Mr. Tight still call you Mr. Tight. <laughs> yeah. And I call you cousin Greg. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let Mr. Tight take the brunt of yeah. being a lot socially of, aware. A lot of questions. Everybody being asked. else at the party you meet, it's like Oh, hello, I'm Mr. Tight. I am Mr. Plum. <laughs> <laughs> My name is Colonel Mustard. <laughs> I'm the, Sister Anne. Uh, all of the like business people just are going by they're all, titles. They're all they're, clue characters. All clue characters. I'm Miss Peacock. Nice <laughs> full peacock. I'm Mrs. Peacock. It's like a giant bird. You guys get in. You're a part of the party. It seems like you're going to be able to find the people and navigate as you wish without arousing suspicion. Gibbles, Nevermore, and Al. You go to the crew party, preparing to see a bunch of crew getting rowdy, maybe drinking alcohol, maybe having a good time playing games, you know, easily, distractible, easy to get the key, do mm -hmm. stuff. Nevermore, you're going to do just fine, I promise. They're oh, going to love you. Great. They're going to absolutely love you. It's going to be a bunch of grapple rousing games, maybe a spin the bottle or two. That's oh. what they did back in my day. That's fun. I can't play that. My dad says I can't play that. Well, uh... The, just drink as much alcohol as you can consume right. to show them that you're cool. An infinite <laughs> amount. I can drink as much as I can. I'm dead. I don't get drunk. That's perfect. You'll win them over. Yes. Oh, they and um, and I have a little cue card so I can be like, pulls out a set of cue cards. <laughs> Hello. My name is Nevermore. When did your first pet die? Oh. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Uh, Dr. Alan Gibbles, this is going to be bingo you for sad shit. <laughs> I feel like you'd be, you know, what's, what's your next moment. card, Nevermore? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. It's you. Uh, Nevermore. When was the last time you had or felt like you could have appendicitis? Uh, <laughs> uh, um, I don't. I don't know if everybody wants to talk about their ailments here i think they oh, I want thought you to... would because you have it because when you don't have it anymore you're like oh i wish i could get appendicitis because then <laughs> i would feel alive right do you when wish was last to time you felt pain, <laughs> <feeling> <laughs> pain. Yes, exactly it felt alive when was the last time you when i got stabbed alive? through the hand that might clue them into the fact that you're undead then Shit. right okay, so... okay. I, what about this one hello i'm never more when you dream how do you feel you know that's better never more uh i i <laughs> i hate to snuff out any of your unique qualities, and I don't want to shame you and to just change your personality and to just, but you need to act different in there, <laughs> and you need to you need to not expose. 
change everything about your 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 current instincts okay. are all wrong Got it. in okay. this instance. Mm-hmm. And uh, take it from me, who's gonna do great in there? I'm sure. <laughs> I thought of you. I thought of you. As you walk in and say like, that, imagining you... it's like a fucking frat party we're going <laughs> into, right? <laughs> you walk in and you're like, "Yeah, it'll be great. Well, I'll know what to do." The party is dead. Everyone oh. is just. Oh, oh, it's it's like that party. It's raining men. You can't. You can't. Like you gotta be more specific with us because this is just so yes. much. I mean, it could be any range from zero, from a, from yes. alive to dead, anywhere in that spectrum. Yeah. So I should say, of, they're, of literal, it's boring it's as pretty, fuck. Oh, okay. Because like, we thought uh, uh, <laughs> no, based on past experiences, you see a crew, of, a crew of people who are all like sitting around a fire, drinking a small amount of alcohol. They're sipping it. They're trying not to like have too much fun. They're playing a card game, but every time they try to get rowdy, the quartermaster yells at them and saying shut up shut up we're in the we're guarding something fuck shut up and then you see just paces around he's controlling the whole party and everyone is having a shitty time uh gibbles maybe hide your six pack (laughs) (laughs) if i see any alcohol here i will kill you or at least i'll beat you the fuck up (laughs) just like yelling oh damn if i can't have fun none of you can have fun and starts pacing around and that's where we'll end our session. <laughs> Thank you for listening and joining us at Podcast. We hope you enjoyed and will subscribe to our socials for news and updates on podcast scheduling and our Patreon. Patrons get access to bonus content such as adding to the Wild Magic Table poll to expand Gibble's Wild Magic Table and extra episodes like our Only Wizards in the Dungeon Try to Play series. Our socials and Patreon link are in the episode description and show notes.